Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin thumma amma ba'd ya ibadullah it is incumbent especially in the time that we live in especially due to the lands that we live in that we be reminded from time to time of the reality of the ni'mah of the blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has bestowed upon us this is incumbent it's incumbent for the old to hear this reminder and likewise for the youth to hear the lights of this reminder because there are many things in a society that pull people in various directions especially the youth right because they are at an age where they're very impressionable they are at an age where they're very impressionable in a lot of places a lot of times they may want to fit in however this is also a reminder to the older ones as well because it is unfortunate that there are still many from the older ones who are still very impressionable and anybody who sees an older man and we're talking about the muslims now we're not really talking about the kuffar the kuffar they are who they are yani hum hum they them so we're not really talking about them we're talking about the muslims how many muslims how many muslims men men we're talking about 40 and above unfortunately you still see them doing silly things like the youth for example how many muslim men 40 and above is still running around wearing skinny jeans right it's hard is <laughs> despicable but how many of them is doing it right how many muslim women muslim women who are 40 and above still running around not covered properly right these uh, fastanishas or whatever fastanista type muslim women fastanisa what is it words whatever that word is right fastanista right fastanista whatever huh? but how many do we see like this not covered properly wearing things that show the shape of their body all colors of the rainbow in one outfit glitter be dazzled to the end of it so there's a lot of elders that likewise that are still acting very foolish and all of this is what is in the pursuit of trying to fit in that's it what else could it really be or it is due to them trying to imitate the kuffar right or due to them trying to imitate the kuffar or to do things that are in the realm of what the kuffar deem as being acceptable so that's why they do it you find some of the sisters what they say 
they take off aspects of their covering and they don't cover properly. They don't cover properly. So they may wear a khimar and then that's it. They wear khimar and that's it. Meaning, that's the only thing she has on her person from Islamic garb. Uh, uh, garb. The rest of her outfit is jeans and a shirt. So she covers her hair and exposes everything else. What do you think more is a, a more of a fitna? Your hair, the follicles on your head, or the curves on your waist? What sense does that make? Right? But they do that because this is the image that the kuffar say is acceptable. Why? Because this is the image you see in their media of the Muslim women. So this is what they have come to, or what they're, or what they're yani, uh, propagating and promoting as being acceptable. So sisters do it. And they say, when I dress like this, I really don't, no one really says anything disrespectful to me. But when I dress properly, maybe one person once in a while may say something. Maybe some ignorant, whatever, may say something once in a while. Once a week. Right? To the end. So, what do they do? They dress like what they see in a commercial, so then nobody sing that. SubhanAllah. Now, wait, wait, wait. So, it's trying to fit in, trying to, whatever the case may be, an imitation of kuffar, that was they seen as being socially acceptable, so on and so forth, but they do not what? They do not tell us what it, how to be a Muslim. It is incumbent upon us that we hold firm to the deen despite whatever else is going on what the kuffar may be saying who cares we hold on to the deen and that we understand and we realize the ni'mah that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with Allah has blessed us and guided us to Islam Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has blessed us and guided us to Islam Islam is a complete way of life why would anyone want anything else why would anyone want to take and to merge and to try to integrate his perfect way of life that Allah Ta'ala has given him with what the kuffar is doing. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, the Lord of us who accepted Islam, guided us out of those lifestyles. Why do we still want to dip our toe and our foot back into where we came from? For what? For what? We left it, right? We left it. So why are you trying to go back to what aspects of your life? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his new book he says الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَةِ وَرَضِيْتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ That on this day I have perfected for you your religion, completed my favor upon you, and am pleased that you have Islam as your way of life. Allah is pleased that Islam is our way of life. This is what Allah is pleased with, the deen of Islam. Islam. Naam. Allah Ta'ala he says in the Islam that verily the, the only religion that's accepted by Allah is Islam. It's the only one it's the only one. The only way of life accepted by Allah is Islam. Every other way of life is not accepted. Right? So look at it from this standpoint. Why would we want to imitate or be influenced by ways of life that are not accepted? By religions that's not accepted. How good could, could, what, could the, what the Christians be doing, how good could it be if it's something that's not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
Whatever the Jews in him is doing, how good could it be if it's not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What the Rastafari in him is doing, how good could it be if it's not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What the Buddhists and the Hindus are doing, how good could it be if it's not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And utilize that as, as a measuring stick. Whatever the kuffar, whatever group they're from, whatever society, be it an eastern society, a western society, a one in the north, one in the south, who cares? If it's a kafir society, how good could what they're on really be if what if their deen is not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But rather, what does Allah ta'ala says? He says, May yet he says, May من يبتغي غير الإسلام دينا فلن يقبل منه. That whoever wants, seeks, and desires other than Islam as a as a way of life, it would never be accepted from him. لن يقبل منه. It would never ever be accepted from him. Is that it? No. وهو في الآخرة من الخاسرين. And in the next life. In the hereafter, that person gonna be from the losers. The person gonna be from the losers. I want you to really to think about this now. These celebrities that people are looking up to from these music celebrities or sports celebrities or whatever from these massively popular individuals. How cool could they really be if in the hereafter they're going to be from the losers? Right? If you're from the loser in the hereafter, where are you going to be? In the hellfire. Anybody in the hellfire, part in the pun? Is he cool? <laughs> no way. Not at all. So, I want you to reflect on this. If you're not going to want to be like somebody on the day of judgment, why you want to be like them today? If you don't want to be like somebody in the akhirah, why you want to be like them in the dunya? I'm just asking, why? If you don't want to be with them in the akhirah, why would you pay your good money to go and see them in the dunya? That is something to think about, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it's incumbent upon each and every one of us that we strive to the best of our ability. And this is all that is on us. That we strive to the best of our ability. This is, yani, understand, you're not going to be perfect because you're not perfect. You're going to mess up. You're not always going to do what's right. Sometimes you're going to do what's wrong. You're not always going to hit the target. Sometimes you're going to miss and come up short. When these things happen, you make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you continue to try your best. Allah Azza wa Jalla inside of his book, he says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqnullaha haqqa tuqatih. O you who believe, fear Allah as he should be feared. And do not die except that you're Muslim. Right? right? Let's look at the last part first. Don't die except that you're Muslim. It's impossible to die as a Muslim unless you live as a Muslim. If you don't live as a Muslim, you can't die as a Muslim. Right? That's how it's going to happen. Right? Now, because we don't know when we're going to die, 
Can we gamble and say, oh, I'm going to get righteous when I get older? You might not get older. I'm going to start practicing my deen come this Ramadan. This Ramadan on for the rest of my life. You may not live to Ramadan. So we have to strive from when? Right now. From this moment, this second, right now. We have to strive to do our best. Now listen, Allah Ta'ala in his hand, he says, Fear Allah as he should be feared. Haqqa tuqatim. As he should be feared. When the Sahaba heard this ayah, it was heavy on them. It was it was heavy. Because they understood who could fear Allah as he should be feared. So they asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man yatiqu an Who has the ability to fear Allah the exact way he should be feared? We can't do that. Right? But that was not what was intended by the ayah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He revealed to explain what is the way that we fear Allah as He should be feared. Allah ta'ala revealed, Fear Allah to the best of your ability. So how do you fear Allah as he, as, as he should be feared? You fear Him to the best of your ability, as much as you possibly can. Now, it's just a matter of us being honest with ourselves. Do we truly fear Allah to the best of our ability? Right? I'll give you an example. We know as both sexes are supposed to lower our gaze, right? If you happen to see something, then that first look, then it's for you. But to look twice, now that's against you. Right? Okay, you happen to see a gorgeous lady come down the street. You seen her? Okay, turn away. You can't look back and say, man, I just can't help you. Is that being honest with yourself? No, is it being honest with yourself? You say, oh, I just, I'm sorry, I just can't help you. Man, oh man, three times, four times, I just can't help it, I'm sorry. Is that being honest with yourself? <laughs> no, right, you stand, like you said, you stand for 15 minutes? That's not being honest with yourself. Did you really have to look back? No, you could have you not looked back, right? So it, it requires that we be honest with ourselves at the same time, right? To be honest with ourselves at the same time. And again, I don't want anyone to believe or to get discouraged and say, oh man, you know. No, look, you may win, you may win some rounds. Some rounds you may win, you may win. Right? You may see it and you don't look back. You know, you know, alhamdulillah. And then sometimes you may look back, you may peek at the corner of your eye because you're going to come up short because you're human. You're going to come up short. Right? So when that happens, what do you do? You make tawbah. You ask Allah to forgive you. Stop. Ask Allah to forgive you. Try your best. You try. Because see what 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 happen when you fight against yourself like that, right? When you fight against yourself like that, don't think you're not going to be rewarded for it. Don't think Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not going to bless you by strengthening you. If you acclimate yourself for not looking, there'll come a point with Allah Taala where you where you really ever do that because you're not perfect you're going to slip up and do something because that's how human beings are so I don't want anyone to become discouraged by the sins in which they have done and say I can't do it no you can do it 
those sins that you have done, flip the situation around. By what? By making Tawbah. Okay, you messed up. You made a bad thing. Okay, it's over. It's done. Take that bad situation and turn it around into your favor. By what? By making repentance. Because repentance is one a good deed. It's a good deed to repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who repent unto Allah, Allah accepts their repentance. So the thing that you're repenting for, you get a good deed because you repent it. And the thing that you're scared about, Allah forgives you for it. So it's a win-win situation. You take the bad and you flip it and turn it into your favor by repenting unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Because this is how you destroy the shayateen. They whisper, whisper, do this, do that, that's bad, bad, bad. Build, 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 build. You ask for forgiveness, you make repentance, you make tawbah unto Allah. The whole structure of sin that they built against you now get wiped away. All they work done in, in, in vain. So you flip it. So I don't want anyone to say, well, I'm so bad, I listen. Whatever. Ask Allah to forgive you. Ask Allah to strengthen you. Ask Allah to save you from the evil of yourself. Beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Flip the situation around. But it's incumbent that we do this because none of us know in what state we want to die in. Right? There comes in a hadith of the Prophet and this should, 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 should scare everyone. It comes in a hadith, the famous hadith, in al-abd la ya'man bi'amil al-ahl al-jannah hatta ma yakuna baynahu wa baynaha illa dhira' fayasbiqu alayhi al-kitab fayya'mal bi'amil al-ahl al-nar that verily a slave he will work with the actions of the people of Jannah until there is not between him and between the Jannah it meaning the Jannah except an arm span and then what was written upon him will overtake him and then he will do the actions of the people of the hellfire and he will be entered into hell and that an abd, he will act with the actions of the people of the hellfire until there's not between him and the hellfire except the hand span. And then what was written will take effect over him. And then he will do the deeds of the person, the Jannah, and he will enter into it. Let's look at the, the last one first. That one is maybe a little more clearer. A person lives his life as a bad person, right? Then shortly before his death, Allah guides him to Islam. Why? Because a person had good in him. He had good in him. He wanted khayr. He had good in him. But whatever the case is, he didn't live his life, live his life in a bad way. Right? And then Allah guides him to Islam and he accepts Islam. Then he dies shortly thereafter. So that's, that's kind of easy to understand, right? But let's go back to the first one. Because this links back to what we were talking about in the in, in, in the class, right? The previous class. That a person does the actions of the person of Jannah. Meaning he's, he's doing righteous actions, apparently. But then what's written overtakes him. And he does the actions of the people of the hellfire. And he dies like that. And then he goes to the fire. A person may come in and say, So then now what, what, what's the use of, of, of doing righteousness? If they don't understand it correctly. The ulama they explain that the likes of this part of the hadith is talking about the people who did good apparently. But on the inside, they really didn't believe. Okay? I want you I want you to understand this. 
they did righteous good deeds. They were acting like they were so righteous. But it was all show. It was all fake. It was all a display that wasn't really who they were. You understand what I'm saying? That wasn't really who they were. On the inside, they were filthy and corrupt. They were filthy and corrupt. And then what happens is that their true self huh, becomes manifest and they die in that state and they go to the hellfire. This should be a warning to terrify every single person, every single person who does things just to be seen, just to fit in. People say it does have to be seen. They showing off, right? Sometimes people don't understand to the extent that they show off. If you're writing a tweet, let's be real about it. If you're writing a tweet because you think that this tweet will be favorable to a certain group of people, and we're talking about something Islamically, we're talking about something Islamically, right? Something dealing with the deen. If you're writing a tweet because you feel that this tweet will gain you favor in this particular group, you need to check yourself. Something is wrong with you. Something is very wrong with you. You had sick individuals, sick individuals, who were rear their companions and their followers upon this foolishness to the point where they would say to them, "If you come to this particular gathering, conference, and/or the like." When you leave, tweet something good about it and we'll retweet it. Or put it on Facebook and we'll like it. What kind of foolishness is this? Are you rearing the people to be upon shirk? Are you rearing them to be upon riyah? To be upon showing off? What kind of foolishness is this? But people will do it. Because they want to be with the in-crime. You have to check yourself if this is your reality. Because let's be real. I'm pretty sure there's some of us who've heard of people who at one time was very seemingly very strong Muslims. People who was on the Sunnah. People who claimed Salafiyah. Very strong Muslims. And then what happens, it comes a point where you, where you hear about they leave Islam. They no longer Muslim. And you say, well, when, when, how did that happen? This was the biggest guy yelling at the top of his lungs about Salafia. Now he left Islam. He's not even Muslim no more. How did that happen? How? Because there was no sincerity. There was no sincerity. So we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful as relates to this. Everything that we do is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to remember that. It's to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like it who like it, hate it who hate it. This is very important. It's not, it's not to please our parents. It's not to please our spouses. It's not to please our friends and them. It's to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now as far as your family, you don't pick your family. So it is what it is. 
You be patient with whatever your situation is. But as far as those who you have an option, whether you're around them or not, and so on and so forth, then make sure that you're only around people who are pleased when you are pleasing Allah. What pleases them is that you please Allah. Those are the people you want to be around. And the people who become displeased because you're doing that which is pleasing unto Allah, them is the people you cut out your life. You don't need to forget them. They're no good for you. Accompany those who are righteous. Sit and eat with those who are righteous. And of course, Bila Shaq Bila Ray, person can't be righteous if he's not upon the Sunnah of the Prophet. We're talking about truly righteous. Because I don't care how good a person may seem. If he is not given the Prophet ﷺ his right by following him وسلم, then he's not righteous. Not at all. No. Can't be righteous. How? He's not given the Prophet ﷺ his right. He's not upon the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. He chose a way other than the way of the Prophet ﷺ. So he's not really righteous. Not at all. This is important. Why? Well, it should be obvious. Right? Because we want to die good. We don't want to be from the posers. We don't want to be from the fakers. We don't want to be from the people who just put forth a display. But that's not who they really are. No. We want to really be people who are righteous. We want to really be people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that takes effort. That takes us by, yani we have to do that which is correct. We have to do that which is right. We have to believe right, believe correct. The Prophet sallallahu he said in the hadith, أَخْرَجُهُ مُسْلِمِنَا In that hadith right there, yani, uh, hadith Salat al-Nusbuk, the hadith right there is a hadith that's been collected by al-Bukhari Muslim. Right? The next hadith has been, hadith been collected by Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu he said, بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ He said, hasten to do righteous good deeds. And I want everyone to really look at this, especially you. I want you to look at this. Hasten to do righteous good deeds. Hurry up, do righteous good deeds. Hasten to it. Don't delay it. A lot of the youth, you know, this is the time, and I'm telling you, this is the time where you, where you don't have a lot of responsibility. So you have time. You have time. You, have, you don't have responsibility. You have time. Especially the youth that are still living with their parents. What responsibility do you have? You don't have to worry about paying no bills. You have to worry about paying yeah, even for the, the, the rent or whatever, right? You have to worry about paying for the light bill, the water bill. You have to worry about buying food. You have no responsibility. Alhamdulillah, it's a good, it's a, this is a good time for you if you really understood. It's a very excellent time. Okay, you have your schoolwork, you have to do write papers, you have to do projects, whatever the case is. Okay, I understand. You have to study for exams and, you know, okay, alhamdulillah. But other than that, if you really calculate, you have a lot of time. And you guys know you got a lot of time because if you reflect how much time, how many hours you play games. How many hours kids is on Fortnite? Okay, so don't tell me you ain't got no time. <laughs> okay? Don't tell me you ain't got no time. You got time. Then another thing is that you're strong. You're in a prime of your life health-wise. You're not suffering from, a, from, a, from an achy knee. Right? You don't got an achy back. You understand? Know hey man, look, you young guys, if we can trade, I'll trade you in a quick second. You can take this achy knee. So, how a lot. You know? So, you have time now. You have time. You have time to do what a lot of elders wish they can do. Used to can do, but can't do no more. 
So take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Hasten to do righteous good deeds. Hasten at this time to memorize the Quran. Study it. Understand what it means. Memorize the hadith. Understand what it means. Strengthen your iman. Strengthen it. Right? Because you look and this is what you prepare for life. You understand? Like when you go to school, when you go to school, interdisciplinary school, it's for what? It's to prepare yourself for life. So you can learn the skills you need to get a job, right? To go into the profession that you want to go into. Because this is life preparation. And everyone understands this. Okay. Now, but what's a better life preparation than preparing yourself for what? With strong iman. Preparing that iman. Strengthening your iman. Strengthening your fear in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because this is, this is what you really need in your life. This is what you really need. The rest of that stuff can come and go. Because whether, whether, whether you study to become a doctor, or you study to become an engineer, or you study to become whatever, right? All of that is interchangeable. You don't have to be a doctor, you don't have to be an engineer, you don't have to be a teacher, you don't have to be whatever. Right? But do you have to be a, a, a believer with strong Iman? Yeah, regardless. Whether you're a doctor, engineer, whatever, you just gotta have Iman, you gotta have strong Iman, you gotta believe correctly, so on and so forth. So prepare yourself right now. But listen, prepare yourself because times is getting rough, times is getting tough, as we may see already. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that what? He said, Fitan. He says, Fitanan. He said that they're going to be trials and tribulations that come like a dark night. That come like a dark night. That a man in this time, he will wake up as a believer. He'll wake up as a believer. He'll wake up as a Muslim. But by night time, he'll be a disbeliever. In the morning time, he's a believer. But at night, disbeliever. And he will, he'll reach the evening, and he's a believer. But by the morning time, he's a Catholic. By the morning time, he's a Catholic. Why? Why? Because he sells his religion for a piece of this world. He sells his religion for a piece of this world. Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions, and I want, you to, I want you to really reflect on this. He mentions that the reason this will take place, he says is because he'll start doing things for the sake of this world. He'll start doing things for the dunya. Right? So a person may come to him and offer him an offer. He'll say, curse Allah. Curse the messenger. And then you'll get so and so and such and such from this worldly life. Leave all praying. And you'll get such and such and such and such from this worldly life. When it comes to the salat, the salat is important, right? It's the greatest pillar after the shahadatayn. Greatest pillar after the shahada. But the salat, maybe, maybe, a person may say, well, I don't see how this happens in totality. But everything starts somewhere. How many people leave off Jumu'ah because of work? How many people leave off Jumu'ah because of work? Just, just reflect on that. 
So I want a person to say, man, that, that sounds like it can't happen. No, we know it's going to happen. The Prophet said it. Right? But we can maybe un- understand. Or they'll say, stop praying and I'll give you such and such and such and such. Or they'll say, deem zina as being halal. Deem alcohol as being halal and will give you such and such and such. Right? I just want you to reflect on these things. Just drink this. You want the job? Come on, man. Take a few shots. Just reflect. They sell their religion for a piece of the dunya. There was an individual with Iyadu Billah who I went to high school with. He accepted Islam. Came from a family that were sanctified. The sanctified Baptists. The ones that speak in tongues and all this type of stuff. Right? And they hated the Muslims. And they hated the fact that he accepted Islam. Hated the fact he accepted Islam. And they literally bought him out. Because the Iman never entered into his heart. He was striving. Praying, coming to Jumu'ah, everything. And he's striving with the rest of the Muslims. Then all of a sudden, he got a brand new SUV. Brand new SUV. And then, he informs everyone, he not Muslim no more. Sold his deen for SUV. And I'm not saying this speculatively. Because I continue to try to talk to him to give him down. Continue to try to call him back to Islam. So months, months later, he broke down. And he told me, they really didn't want me being Muslim. And they say, and they said, if we get you this truck, then you got to leave that religion. You got to stop doing that. He said, so we did it. He said, they put me in the prayer circle. And they said, pray with us. He said, and as they were praying, his stepmother started talking in tongues. But I guess he wasn't fully committed to their, their, their foolishness at that point. So she looked at him. She opened her eyes and said, why are you not talking in tongues? She, you know, she stopped talking in tongues. You know, they, blah, blah, blah. And she stopped and said, wait, why are you not talking in tongues? He said, so he just... He just went, blah, 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 and she said, okay, and then she was happy. So, I don't know, that's what he told me. He said, I just started making some noises, and she was happy. Then all of a sudden, I get, the, I get this new truck. He left his dean for that. So it happens. It happens. And there may be other stories that you may know of where Iyadu Billah. The point is, is that what? Is that we have to hold on to our religion and understand the bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us and has favored us with and never let that go and trade it for anything. Never let that go and never trade it for anything. This is a reminder that we have to remind all of ourselves with. So this is for me first and foremost. I don't want anyone to think that this reminder was to 
anyone outside myself first and foremost. No, it's to me first and foremost. Now, it's to me first and foremost. But also to everyone who my voice may reach them to remain steadfast upon your religion. Remain steadfast upon the deen of Islam. Don't compromise your religion. Don't compromise your Islam. Don't be scared to be a Muslim. Be happy that Allah Ta'ala has guided you to Islam. Never be from these apologetic weak people. Never be from these apologetic weak people. Why should you apologize for the fact that you must for what? Does that warrant an, an apology? No, an apology is given when you do something wrong. What you apologizing for? You have a beard, you shave your mustache, you have a beard, you trim your mustache. Why you do that? Because I'm Muslim. I'm not gonna apologize to you because I got a beard. I'm not gonna apologize to you because I pray. I'm not gonna apologize to you because I break out on Friday and go Juma. I'm a Muslim. Right? Don't apologize. You have nothing to apologize for. Alhamdulillah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. The youth, those who accepted Islam or those who were born to Muslim parents, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank Allah. Thank Allah for the ni'mah that you are upon. How many people have to accept Islam under the threat of death because their parents are not Muslim? Their parents don't want to hear it. Their parents want to kill them. How many people are tested like this person that I told you about was tested and in, 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 in the like of these things? Leave Islam, I'll buy you this. Leave Islam, I'll pay for your, your university. Leave Islam, I'll, whatever. Pressure. Alhamdulillah. You have Muslim parents. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't be ungrateful for the ni'mah and the bounty that you're upon. Don't chase after these individuals here in this dunya who you're not going to want anything to do with them. Yawmul Qiyamah. Hada. Wa jazakum Allahu khayyar.